Evening Hot Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com and at Odd Dad Out on all the social medias. And this is the show where I ramble and rant and, and talk about what the hell is going on with parenting stories and just general dad life rambling and ranting and bitching and whatever the hell's going on in my in my head, I guess. And usually I will give you a podcast recommendation, something that you need to be checking out. But unfortunately, this week, I'm just kind of on a tight schedule and I don't have one ready for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> okay. But I didn't want to leave you hanging, especially because if you are noticing, I just get, let's get that out of the, uh, was it housekeeping out of the way? So if, if you, Again, if you follow me on the social medias, and I say this because I honestly, I make so many announcements and things that I'm talking about for the show. And like, if I'm going to do something or the show's running late or I'm considering a change in the show or I'm going to do something, I nine times out of 10, I'm going to announce it somewhere on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or somewhere. I'm going to make this announcement. Almost everything gets announced in the Oddballs Facebook group first. I don't know why. It's that's I, I spend most of my Facebook time there. That's where I don't do much, but that's where I, I spend most of my time. Anyway, but if you, you should so if you are interested in all these things and staying ahead, you should follow me in the places. But um, I announced earlier this week. Well, I guess what you'd be listening last week. I announced last week that I'm going forward. I'm moving releases to Mondays, and actually, and it. it, it seems counter uh, counterintuitive but the, basically I'm actually I'm not moving the show back to Mondays I'm actually moving it forward to Mondays so rather than before I used to record everything Wednesday morning work on it through Wednesday afternoon release sometime Wednesday afternoon that was my thing and it basically consisted of all the stories and the news or whatever everything that I collected through the week up to that point most stuff happens over the weekend at the beginning of the week, blah, blah. So I really couldn't record Mondays because nothing has happened yet. The, you know, I might've had Sunday, but I didn't have a lot going on. So I would kind of get to the middle of the week. Nothing special because not a lot of people release podcasts on Wednesdays. But again, and I've talked about it a little bit recently, new house stuff and new office and all these things have had me kind of wonky in that like my my timing and I spending like coming back and working in the office and spending time doing things it, it my my schedule and my 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 vibe is a little off and so uh like coming back and record sitting down and recording on Wednesdays is harder to do it's just been harder to get done and to commit the time to sit here and record and type up show notes and get the the post ready and the editing side of it, but like all the post production and all that, but then, you know, typing up show notes and getting the web, the the post ready for the website, getting social media post ready, getting the episode artwork ready. All of these things take time. And again, a one hour show can take me 
three, four, five hours at the end of the day to put it all together. You know, from the start of record, if I have done nothing else from the start of record to the end of the show and, and release and everything's up into the, into the void, it can be up to five hours. And in a single day, especially on Wednesday, which is a work day for me, that's tricky. You know, I've still got, I've got a little one at home and I've got to, you know, make dinner and I've got, you know, housework to do. And I've still got, you know, pick the kids up from school. And again, I still have work. And it, it's not just a, uh, oh, I have work tonight. It's a, I had work last night. On Wednesdays, I work on Tuesday. And again, I work overnight. So I work Tuesday night. I get home 3 to 4 a.m. if I'm lucky. And then I'm back up with the boys when they all leave for school. I'm up to help with that by 6, 6.30 in the morning. So I, I, I operate on minimal sleep. And on recording days, I don't get any. Because again, I need four or five hours to get things done. And so, yeah, I, I, it's just tougher to do. So what, because of the, the last episode and I had a lot of kind of computer trouble that, that delayed that in part because of wanting to do the YouTube video stuff and the, the Patreon stuff, which this week, because of delays and other things I haven't been able to do, but I, that's a whole other thing. I might do a video later and do some more Patreon bonus content, but yeah, that's a whole other thing. But with a, there was a lot of stuff, little parts and kids going, coming and going with school and, oh, this kid is sick today and, oh, tomorrow, the next day, it's another kid. And so it actually took me, you're peeling back the curtain, it took me three days to record for last week. And the first day, uh, uh, Donna had to cancel because she had some stuff she had to do. Where I actually recorded, again, you know, um, I actually recorded an upcoming interview that actually, I think it's next week's show, actually. But then I recorded with her on Thursday. And then in the middle of that recording, got a call from the school, have to go pick up the kids because one of them is sick. So I've got to go pick up the kids. Like, okay. We never finished. Like the, a lot of the back end of the interview actually was recorded the next day. It was recorded on Friday, which up to that point, I was like, okay, I'm releasing Fridays now. I've been, I had been releasing on Fridays. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I can edit and do the rest. And then I'll just jump on. We can finish recording. And then maybe it wasn't even for sure, but it was like, okay, maybe we can finish recording and I can still get the show out. And then another kid is sick and I've still got to do artwork and show notes and all of the things and edit it. Because again, when I do interviews, they have to be edited because there's a lot of cross talk, talk, talking over each other and us just being silly. And when you hear an hour long interview with Donna, we actually probably had a three hour, three to four hours of conversation across those two days. And it's just kind of the way it goes because it's a lot of chit chat and there's stuff that gets cut out and then, you know, kid interruptions and all of that stuff. Well, when I do that, it means like I've got to cut all that out and I've got to clean it up and I've got to get the parts where maybe you can hear me taking a drink of my coffee or you can hear 
somebody tapping their, their desk or I bump the mic or, or she does something or somebody's breathing really heavy or something like that. All of these things that when I'm by myself, I can control all of these things. And so if I'm just sitting here by myself, like I've already coughed a couple of times in this, you don't know that because it's come out. I fix it as I'm going. But when I'm having an interview, just got to roll with it. I got to roll with it. I got to fix it later. And later takes time. And so I actually was up until that episode. I pushed send at like 1.30 in the morning, Sunday night for Monday morning release. And it basically just kind of came down to I. it's easier for me with my current situation to record during the week, find the time between Monday and Friday to sit down, get my thoughts together, come up with something. And I've, I've really started, I have a, a whiteboard now that I've started writing down. Here's what I'm going to talk about. So I remember because my brain is scrambled. And so, you know, get my thoughts together. What I'm going to talk about for the week, record it. And then I have through the weekend when I have a day off on the weekend, I have a couple of late nights where I can be up late, not have to worry about going to work and where everyone's gone to bed and I can sit down and work and get the show done and get it released so that I could potentially have it out for you, dear listener, Monday morning. That is my goal right now is to have the show now. I'm again, this is kind of the first week where I'm, I'm making this change officially, but my goal is to have the show released and ready for you Monday mornings consistently within a, the pretty much the same time frame, depending on how late I'm working on Sundays. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going for because I, I, I'm, I get upset with myself when I'm so inconsistent with the time when like, Oh, sorry. It's, you know, did this, does it coming out at three in the afternoon on Wednesday? Is it not coming out until one on Thursdays is, Oh, now it's, it didn't release until four or five o'clock on, on Friday. And people who normally listen to me on Friday because it was coming out Wednesday now can't because it didn't come out until after they, you know, until after they're home already. Like, and they're, Oh, I, they listened to me on their commute or whatever. So it's messing with people's schedules. And because of my process and my inconsistency, so what I want to do is I'm trying to, I'm going to try this where I get the show recorded. I get it put together and I have it and I finish up all of the things and the, the art and the show notes and all those things and do that on, on the weekend when I can, when I have the time so that when it's Monday morning, you've got the show. There you go right there in your ear holes, ready for you to listen and enjoy or shit talk, whatever you want to do with the show. But yeah, so there's that. Um, One other little piece of housekeeping because I've spent the last 10 minutes talking about the schedule. Um, New stuff. Um, I mentioned I already got all this stuff fixed in the odd dad out shop. And I, again, social media. Yesterday I was tinkering around. I've, I've mentioned I've been wanting to get into digital art and graphic design and stuff. And I was tinkering around with an app and drew up this really spiffy, weird fucking design thing. 
And I was like, man, this is really cool. I don't know how the hell I did this, but this looks really fucking cool. And so I, I kind of put it out there into the social media world. And I had a few people say, that's really cool. You should make, uh, one person said, I would, and like, I would buy that on a stretched canvas. Like just put that, you know, Hey, let's have this mounted on a wall. This is really cool. And then I had, um, others recommending that I put it in my merch and just have merch with that design on it. And I was like, okay, well, it's just kind of a square piece. It's, it's a, you know, square art. And so I was like, yeah, this doesn't really quite work for like, I can't just put it on a t-shirt because it's just a picture of this kind of very, it's not a picture of a thing. It's so it's like, I I didn't, for me, it doesn't look right on like a t-shirt, but for things that are decorative, because it is more artsy than designing. And so I, I decided, you know what? Okay. I'll go through all of the home accessories and all of the decorative items in the merch store that are available. And I put it on stickers and magnets too, because why the hell not? But if you go to the odd dad out shop, uh, shop dot odd dad out podcast.com and check out the new design. Uh, it is a uh, chaos practice. I believe is what I officially titled this piece after a lot of what the fuck am I going to call this? So chaos practice. And I have, throw pillows and again there's there's wall art where there's there's stretched canvas there's just uh prints there's apparently acrylic prints there's aluminum prints a bunch of these things that i like i have no interest in doing them before none of my other stuff are available on in those forms none of my other merch because those are just logos and promotional materials but this isn't a, a piece of art that i somehow created and so it's in there and so you can get throw pillows and shower curtains and bath mats and shit like that. All these weird like home decor items. It's all in the home decor stuff. But I also, because it was something that I just wanted to see how it looked, I went ahead and made a pair of leggings. And you know what? It looks pretty cool. And so they're there. And those are actually the only leggings available in the Odd Dad Out shop because, as my wife put it, my logo on a pair of leggings looks like female reproductive organs. And I can't totally disagree with her there. So yeah, the, but there are these awesome, uh, chaos practice, uh, leggings in the shop. Check them out or not up to you. I made it some art. I'm, I may do more stuff like that. I don't know. I may have, I may split that off. I don't know. It's all new stuff to me. It's weird and think and shit. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get on with the actual show part. In a world of what are yous, welcome to the place where the answer is always human. My name is Natalie, and I'm the host of Some Kind of Brown. I was born and bred in the Southern Bible Belt of the U.S., and if you know anything about the South, growing up multiracial was some kind of an experience. Join me in this community where I share my stories, am joined by guests who share their own, and talk about pop culture events that affect us as mixed people. You can find Some Kind of Brown on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most places you find podcasts. I'll see you there with some more Shades of Brown. So, yeah, I figured, why not throw a promo in there? I've been talking for 15 minutes already.
So this week, I don't know if I mentioned this. Um, I, I've talked about my wife's migraines in the past, and it's one of those things where, you know, she goes into the doctor to try and find relief for her migraines, and they do a bunch of tests trying to figure out the source of her migraines, and they find out, oh, you've got this problem and this problem and this problem. You go in for a broken finger, and it turns out you have cancer. Something. I don't know. She, she doesn't have cancer, but she, you know, she goes in there to get relief from migraines because she gets debilitating migraines. Like the kind of migraines where she may not be able to go to work for a few days. She actually has documentation at work basically saying that she has a, I don't know if you'd say a disability, but she has a condition which can render her unable to work for periods of time. It basically gives her medical clearance to where if she has a migraine flare up and she has to call out of work, they can't do anything about it technically. And she has to get this renewed and, and get you know doctor's certifications and things like this every year. Well, she takes a, a couple of medications for her migraines and then she has and this kind of maintenance stuff. And she also, again, they go in and test and test and they find out, oh, well, she also has high blood pressure and, she, you know, use some vitamin D and, and a couple other things. And so, and she takes a like fistful of medications every day because of all these different little things. They're like, oh, again, like the migraines and the, the blood pressure and, and you know, again, vitamin D because she doesn't like going outside. And so... <laughs> And and I'll probably forever nag her about that, but whatever. But anyway, it she's she's got all these meds, and it, like so many things that have happened in the last few months, her medication lapsed because she needed to go back to the doctor to have another checkup and for them to check levels of all these different things, and with all the stuff going on and her school schedule at the end of last year. And the house stuff that happened and our general financial situation come into the year, she never went back. And she, there were some issues with that doctor where, where she was going, but she hadn't gone back to the doctor to get the checkup and the blood work done so that they could evaluate, uh, like, does she need her medication levels adjusted? Does she need this? Does she need this? And she hadn't been back. And as she hadn't been back, the pharmacy couldn't refill her prescriptions anymore. She'd run out of refills. And so she had gone several months without taking her migraine pills, her, again, her, her blood pressure, all that. She hadn't taken any of her medications for months. And she'd started having migraines again. And she actually started having a couple of them where she missed a few days of work because of her migraines. And it just became a case of she needs to get back in there. She, you know, she needs to get back on her medication. She hates taking them. I mean, I, I can't blame her whenever I get really sick or when I get like my crazy coughs or broken ribs or the, all the bullshit that happens to me when I get sick. I, I hate taking medication too. So I can't blame her, but she kind of needs it. And I, I think again, when I've talked about this before, I've mentioned the side effects of her medication suck about as much as the problems because the, the various combinations of things she has to take now leave her with a gluten sensitivity, which when they adjusted it the last time now basically has, it went from, eh, gluten doesn't agree with her to 
Now it just, no, her body just kicks it back and she gets sick and it sucks. And so, you know, it's that. And again, it messes with her taste buds. Nothing tastes right. Things that she loves to eat now taste awful. And I went into before, you know, my wife was born and raised in South Texas where Dr. Pepper is the only acceptable drink. And like her, her dad has two things in their house, Dr. Pepper and iced tea because Texas. And she couldn't drink Dr. Pepper. Well, in the period while she wasn't taking her meds, she started being able to drink it again. Like, hey, it, it wasn't great, but it tasted enough to where she could drink it again. And then she started on this new wave of medication after this last visit. And now it's worse than ever. And the drinks that she could have before, now those taste bad too. And she has basically gone from drinking anywhere from two to five Dr. Peppers in a day to she doesn't drink sodas almost at all because they all taste like crap to her. And and, and all, all other um, crazy sort of things that don't so much affect me so they're not necessarily part of the story. But, you know, it's other, other stuff that, you know, lots of medications mess with you. That's the, the gist of it. But these two little problems, her taste buds being out of whack and her stomach now rejecting anything that's even breathed near a carb, has resulted in, I have to now plan every meal with that in mind. It used to very much be, you know, she could have a slice of pizza. If, if she ate two or ate a more than like a small bowl of pasta, it would mess with her stomach. She might get a little wobbly, like a little bit of, of discomfort before, but now like if she looks at a bowl of pasta, it's going to make her feel sick. And so all of those things that are kind of our staples around here, we eat pasta sometimes three days a week. And so I had to stop and reassess our entire menu. And in the past, she had planned out and done like meal planning and, and made out like a whole week of meals and had them all in her little lunch boxes and everything. But the problem was we'd make a crap load of one thing. And she especially loves this Greek chicken and, uh, Mediterranean green beans thing that she found that she's managed to get me to make. And she will, but, and so, well, I'll make that. But the problem is that I'll make that and she'll have that for five days and she'll get tired of it. Or we'll find another thing and she'll make a crap load of it and she'll eat it for an entire week or two weeks. And that's like her primary food for a couple of weeks. And then she gets so burnt out on it, she doesn't want to eat it anymore. And then she just starts like, oh, no, you guys are having mac and cheese. I'll just have mac and cheese. And, and then next thing you know, she falls back into eating things that hurt. And before it was an inconvenience, but she would suck it up and eat, you know, like, oh, we're having spaghetti. She would suck it up and eat spaghetti. Because it wasn't a huge, it, it, it was, it was an irritation, but it wasn't a, a major problem. Well, now it's a major problem. And so now 
her diverting to what we are having for dinner if we're having something she can't have is not an option. It is something she can't have. And so we've had to plot out. And I I basically put it to her. I was like, we cannot do this meal planning where we make a shit ton of one thing for a week because you're going to get to Wednesday and you are going to be so burnt out on that meal that you're not going to want to eat it. And then you're not going to eat and then you're going to get sick. And that's going to be that. And we're going to waste that food because it's going to sit there because you're not going to want to fucking look at it anymore. And so I kind of sat there brainstorming one night thinking of all of the things that we make in our meals and in our dinners that are actually gluten free. Coincidentally, things that if I just made this on any other night, it is not a problem. It wasn't with any special consideration. It's just I made it. And this happens to be gluten-free. And so I started thinking about some of those things or small variations of things that we do that would not affect it and boys would not avoid eating it because of that. And one of those things being like my wife, because she's my wife and she's just as much a, a toddler at heart in some things as I am. My wife loves dinosaur nuggets. Yeah, she loves dino chicken nuggets. She's, you know, it's not even the chicken nuggets thing. She likes the dinosaur ones. What can I say? Well, they're they're breaded. She can't have that. But there are quite a few varieties of gluten-free dino nuggets. Or some of them are just like zoo animal nuggets, whatever. But we're like, okay. So say I made chicken nuggets because I've said before, I'll make chicken nuggets from scratch. Maybe I'm making chicken nuggets tonight. Or like actually last night, Thursday nights are mac and cheese nights. I make mac and cheese from scratch. She can't have that. And honestly, she's not a huge fan of the mac and cheese because I do it with sausage. I've talked about this before. If you go back to actually, God, it was two years ago now. But a while back, I actually gave my whole recipe for my uh, sausage mac and cheese. And, but she doesn't like the sausage mac. She's not a huge fan of having the mac and cheese. She is a, she is a staunch fan of Velveeta. Well, she also can't have that either. But Annie's, if you're familiar with the Annie's brand of foods, they do a lot of, it's all organic. Well, they also have a variety of, uh, gluten-free mac and cheese made with rice pasta. And so we're like, well, if we're doing mac and cheese, you can still have mac and cheese. I can get, I can make up some of the gluten-free mac and cheese. And we're like, and we have the gluten-free chicken nuggets. So we could be doing chicken nuggets and mac and cheese, and you could be doing chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. And it's not going to be an extremely inconvenient thing for me to make the separate version for you. Um, A couple of weeks ago, was, I think it might have been last week even, was National Pancake Day. And I forget what we're supposed to have for dinner that night, but I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to make pancakes. Well, because of history, we actually keep a box of gluten-free Bisquick on hand because there's no way in hell she could eat regular pancakes. It is just a plate of, of gluten. It's a tasty plate of gluten. That is what a pancake is. And so we get the gluten-free Bisquick. And so anytime I make pancakes or waffles or whatever, I make a separate batch just for her. And so she gets her entire separate whole thing of pancakes. 
And we're, you know, I, I make a huge batch of the regular stuff for us and I make a small batch of gluten free for her and she's got hers. And because the gluten free ones don't uh, have the same lift that the regular ones do, the boys aren't going to steal them because they're obviously those are mom's pancakes. You touch mom's pancakes. She will kill you. She will stab you with her fork after she looks and there's no pancakes left. <laughs> so I have to do these things, but. We've found enough things in our regular menu now. Like I said, um, the, we ha- we can you know make the variations on the mac and cheese. Well, something as simple as our meatloaf. I'll make meatloaf in the instant pot, and well, all I have to do is use the gluten free breadcrumbs in the meatloaf. Problem solved. We also will make a little mini corn dog loaf type things, and we'll use uh, the instant pot again and little silicone bread molds and cupcake molds and things and make little mini corn dog bites. And we use the Bob's Red Mill cornbread mix, which they don't market it this way, but it's actually gluten-free. And they don't, they put, they don't put like the half the label says gluten-free cornbread mix. And they're like, it's, here's their cornbread mix. They make one. It's super simple. And guess what? Corn doesn't actually have gluten in it. So if you do a pure cornbread, that is just cornmeal based and doesn't have wheat flour in it. It's gluten free. Well, there's this gluten free. It's just a little sticker. And it's like, oh, yeah. And this happens to be gluten free. Well, that's what I use. We actually don't even use it because it's gluten free. We use it because we like the consistency of it because we've tried other cornbreads for this. They don't work as well. So we go with, again, the Bob's Red Mill cornbread for our corn dogs. Not a problem. Do that with some French fries. Problem solved. Um, Something as simple as like a barbecue chicken plate. Do some barbecue baked chicken with some roasted potatoes or mashed potatoes and corn. No gluten involved. And so it's just been a lot of little, I have to plan our weekly menu with that in mind. And there's still like, there's still mac and cheese day. There's still going to be a day that's probably spaghetti or something like that. But we also have, like she has to have her stuff for lunch for work. So there's frozen dinners and there's, you know, pre-made meals, again, like the, the chicken and green bean stuff. But on top of all of that, we've also added in these, this extra component of Rihanna has decided to let the boys pick a dinner once a week. And it's usually Sunday or Monday. But we've also gone to the point of, she's like, okay, Damien, it's your turn this week. So Damien gets to go into my cookbooks and they've got some kids cookbooks and stuff like that too. But they get to go into the cookbooks and pick dinner. And so they've had, you know, we've, we've started kind of getting experimental and it's cool because we're coming up with new stuff that we haven't made before. Um, there was a night where, what, what did we do? It was, there, there were, it was kind of basic. It was chicken strips and we had fries, but it was what the, the way the chicken strips were done. And normally I just do, you know, an, an egg wash and, and bread them with my, my seasoned breadcrumbs and no big deal. But this one used a sour cream coating to get the breading to stick. And so they had a much thicker crust on it and the, and it had kind of a tangy sort of flavor to it. And everybody loved it. And again, using the gluten free breadcrumbs just to be safe, but it was, you know, Something as simple that we normally do chicken strips. Well, here's a twist on it that 
everybody liked. And oh, hey, how about some uh, orange banana smoothies to go with that? Not something we normally do with dinner. Um, last week, Sam picked some uh, cinnamon bread French toast. And so, like, I, I normally kind of fail with French toast, but with this recipe, it was, you know, you get a loaf of the kind of cinnamon roll, uh, cinnamon swirl bread and French toast that. And everybody loved it. And we hadn't done that before. And so it's been kind of cool getting to experiment. Um, I think Charlie picked, you know, we, we did spaghetti and meatballs, but the meatballs he picked were mozzarella stuffed meatballs. And so instead of, oh, it's just plain spaghetti. Well, now it's got these big hunks of meatball with cheese inside and all this. And so it's all been really fun. Again, making sure that as I'm doing these things, minus the, uh, the cinnamon roll bread, cause it was like, well, psh, can't do anything about that. I actually could. And I, and I provided an option because there is a particular brand of gluten free bread. I don't know if you've heard of Ezekiel bread. It's in the freezer section because it's one of those super pure organic and gluten free and all of everything free. And like, what the hell is this made out of? Because it's everything free. But there was a cinnamon raisin loaf from Ezekiel bread. I'm like, okay, it's gluten free bread. I can French toast this. And Rihanna can eat this, so she won't miss out on the cinnamon French toast night because this is really good. It's a great idea, Liz. Well, she really, 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 really hates raisins. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how much convincing I do, she would not eat the raisin bread for that. So like, ah, damn. So I kind of wasted that bread. I'll probably let the boys use it for something. But like, damn. But again, it, everything has to run through a filter of gluten-free, make it gluten-free, or make an alternative to it. But it's been, it's, you know, it's been all right. And, you know, the, the biggest hurdle we had in the previous issues with the gluten-free and when it was actually less of a problem, we've basically, you know, it, it was the burnout. It was the, okay, I like this thing, I'll eat this thing, and then getting burned out on that thing. And I've, I've got her convinced that whatever you have, whatever you get, you need to have a variety of things so that you're not eating the same day more than two days in a row because like, oh, maybe we had meatloaf tonight and you, you had took leftovers for lunch tomorrow. Or maybe we had meatloaf last night and tonight we're having spaghetti. You can't eat that. So she'll have leftover meatloaf. And she'll usually be fine with that because it's something she can eat. It's an actual meal. It's not junk. and so it's, you know, it, it's helpful. It is being really helpful and it's, it's keeping her out of, of health distress and gluten rage. And, you know, again, we're widening out the menu and just dis- again, discovering all of the things we normally make that are actually gluten free. I'm not going to lie. We eat a lot of carbs. There's a lot of pasta. There's a lot of pizza. There's a lot of breads. There's all of the carbs and all of the gluten in so much of the stuff that we make. But we do have a good amount of stuff now. And we found alternatives. And she's found frozen dinners and found like, a you know, there's a bunch of frozen gluten-free pizzas. And most of them taste like ass. Um, I don't care who you are. Cauliflower rice and cauliflower flour. Are, are 
not flour. They're not rice. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're finding alternatives. We're finding food. We're finding a menu that she can eat that is not driving her nuts, both physically and mentally. And she's not starving because she can't eat what I'm making for dinner. So that's, you know, that has been the big thing. That has been the big quest for the last few weeks that I haven't really mentioned. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. So question for you before I go, before I wrap things up, because I want to start doing this more. I want to, because I'm, 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 I'm honestly living much more in the parenting realm and the, the parenting marriage life house stuff lately. I, I kind of want to be posing questions to you. But what, like, what, how do you plan out your meals? Like I said, I have a, I have to plan out my entire week. I have, you know, we have a whiteboard, not a whiteboard. It's a, a dry erase board, but we have a menu board in our kitchen that tells us every day of the week what we're making. And so that, you know, every day of the week I look up and, oh, it's beans tonight. Make sure I take out the salt pork or I'm making this. I got to make sure I have chicken thawing or whatever. Um, how do you plan your meals? Do you plan your meals? I, especially when you have a bunch of kids who are fussy fucking eaters and are little dickheads about it. Like, how do you decide what you're making for dinner tonight? Do you cook? Do you not cook? I don't know. How do you do it? Do you have dietary issues? Like, again, I, I'm lactose intolerant. And so, you know, I, I strongly regret my mac and cheese the next day. If you know anybody who's lactose intolerant, you know the side effects. And so my wife also regrets the mac and cheese, <laughs> my mac and cheese the next day. But, you know, what do you do? What do you do about that when you have somebody like that that has a, a dietary problem or a health problem that they can't just eat dinner? I don't know. Let me know. Hit me up on the social medias. Uh, odd that out on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Suddenly forgetting where the fuck I'm at. Um <laughs> Join the Oddballs Facebook group. Uh, I've got. I'm. I'm really trying to up my meme game. It, it's full of memes and weird news stories. I still throw some weird news in there from time to time, and the people in there are cool. Just cool place. You get to hang out with almost every guest I've had is in there or hangs around there. Anyway, weird news, silly stuff. That's what I do. I'm weird and new and silly. So follow me in the places for being weird and silly and smartassy and, and all that stuff. <laughs> and if you really feel like just chatting with me again i'm a night person i'm up late if you feel like just hit me up on whatever i'll probably hit you back really i'm really much i mean if you haven't figured out i'm kind of an open book here so anyway uh past episodes and all that jazz at odddeadoutpodcast.com again new merch and stuff over in the shop check out all of my weird sketches and designs and maybe I'll do more art and start putting more art stuff up for sale. I don't know. It's a thing. I'm not making art for the purpose of, of it going on sale, but fuck, if I make it, I might as well make it so that you can have it too. Anyway, I'm rambling because I do. Oh, before I go, I like I didn't already say that. Programming note, coming up, I actually will have a two-part guest and just one of those we had a two hour long conversation that I honestly can cleanly separate into two very different episodes. 
And so I will have two episodes coming up with my buddy Matt from Pre-Recorded Live. And I don't know if I'm going to split them completely or just do one week to the next. I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get there. But expect those coming up in the next couple of weeks. And again, thank you to if you've made it through all this. And a special big thank you to all of my Patreon supporters. Uh, being Chris from Play Comics, Kate from Ignorance Was Bliss, Lisa and Sam from I Shake My Head, and Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, who is getting ready for her fifth, I believe, Sunshine Summit coming up here. You will likely see me start posting up about that on some of the social medias coming up. But until next time, or next time you hear me or listen to me or I talk to you or whatever... I just want to say to you and all of the rest of my oddballs out there, thank you and good night.